Welcome, everybody, to the Put Mover Podcast, episode 66, Initiate Order 66. I am your host, Andrew Gomez, a.k.a. The Mez, joined today by my lovely, wonderful, beautiful co-host to my right. You know him. You love him. He is the big, bad booty daddy. He is the 10th one of the, of the world, Richard Garcia. Welcome aboard, everybody. Are we? Is this the episode we finally convert to the dark side? Uh, we just might. We just might. I think we're almost there. I mean, we're episode 66. We are almost at the number of the beast. We oh. might as well just have 666 on it while we're at it. I mean, if we're going to go, we got to go all in, right? We're, we'll take this podcast to episode 666, and who knows what happens after that. The mark of the mark of the cast. I like that. How are you today, Dickalicious? I am doing good. I am, I'm not going to lie, dude. Um, I'm very exhausted from this past weekend, dude. There's been a lot of rustling. And there's a lot of wrestling I still have not seen, dude. It's been a, it was a busy weekend this past weekend. Yeah, I feel like it's a good problem to have. You know what I mean? Like, absolutely. I mean, it gives you it gives you stuff to talk about, and this is why we're here. We have a platform to talk about this past weekend and just wrestling in general because we're just a bunch of wrestling nerds. Oh, hi, exactly. Um, right off the top, um, we're, this is an early show. I don't know if you guys are listening realize this, but this show shouldn't be out for a couple more days. Uh, we're giving it to you a little early. Um, I'm going to actually be at Comic-Con all weekend. Ooh, look at you. Yep, I'm going to be helping my good buddy, uh, sponsor of the show, La Pellia. Uh Jonathan out there, he uh, he needs a little bit of help, and uh, I'll be there to help whatever they need out there. And you're going to Comic-Con. Is this your first time going? First time going to Comic-Con. Don't know what I'm in for yet. It sounds like it's going to be a lot of fun. Um, apparently, I don't know if I can really divulge any information, but there will be uh, two big names that I'll be working hand in hand with um, at Comic Con. Well, dude, I mean, you. I think hopefully when you get a chance, maybe, um, maybe spoil it on your on your IG on on your uh, social media, perhaps. Yeah, I mean, definitely. If anyone listening is going to Comic Con, definitely uh, come by our booth. I will. I'll be sure to to plug it and let you guys know where to find me. I'm not sure where we're gonna be exactly, uh, but come over to the booth, say hi, get some get some stuff. I'll be I'll I'll be there. Come say hi. Before we get into the show, speaking of Lapel Yeah, we got to give it up to our sponsor, LapelYeah.com. If you're ever in the market for some wrestling merchandise, look no further. Go to LapelYeah.com. They got a bunch of cool stuff. They're going to be at Comic-Con, and guess what? They're going to have a lot of Comic-Con exclusives. You're not going to want to miss out on these, especially another thing I can't really talk about. If you're into Disney-themed wrestling merch, I can't really say too much more than that. Definitely go check out LapelYeah.com. Use our promo code PUTMEOVER, and in turn, that promo code will put you over, and you'll get 20% off your entire order. Act fast, because I'm telling you, this Comic-Con stuff is going to sell out instantly. Uh, they actually already uh, teased the the shirt, which is a throwback to... Remember when WCW used to uh, do their shows at Disney yes. MGM? Yes, I do. Yeah, so they're going to be... They're actually recreating like the Ring Crew t-shirts that the Ring Crew used Oh, that's wear. awesome. Um, yeah, it's very super dope. So make sure you guys check that out. Also, go to our website, PutMeOver.com, for all of your PutMeOver merchandise. Uh, if you ever wanted a shirt with Dick's face on it or my face on it or Byron's face or uh, the $100 man, Bobby Diaz, we got all of our shirts up on the store. Use the promo code FLACID and you'll get 15% off your entire order. Buy a shirt! Yes. Uh, don't blow out your eardrums. Uh, definitely don't do that. But, yeah, buy a shirt. Uh, support your boys. Um, with that said, <sighs> 
I'm just I'm preparing myself for for all of this news. Are you are you ready for Comic Con? Is my question. I'm not. I got to do a bunch of laundry, and um, I got to try to not mark out too much. You know what I mean? Because <sighs> you're playing it off pretty well. I mean, you're you're not selling it, but deep down, I feel like that you're too giddy right now. Is that is that is that the case? What do I say to Scott Steiner? What do I say to oh. Scott Steiner? Oh. What, what do I say, say to Dolph Ziggler? Spoiler alert. Uh, I don't think I was supposed to say those things. Oops. But, um, here we are. What am I going to say to Dolph Ziggler? Is that Scott a Freudian Steiner? nip? Yep, exactly. I mean, what can you say to him? I mean. What do I say? Scott, do you want some Cracker Barrel? I thought you were saying Scott, you want some steroids? <laughs> no, not that. Definitely not that. Um, he's, he's a big mark for Cracker I'll, I'll tell you what he does like, though, is Popeye's. Popeyes? Yes. God, I'm gonna be making a lot of Popeyes runs, aren't I? Yeah, because um, this, this happened about ten years ago. We were in uh, we were in Atlanta. We were going for our friend's uh, bachelor party, and we were at what's the airport in Atlanta? I think it's uh, Hartsfield Jackson Airport. I mean, for those in Atlanta, if, if I'm not make, if I'm not saying the correct airport, please let me know. But we were there. We were uh, for a layover to Orlando, and I turn around and I, I looked at I looked at my buddy um, Frank, and I'm like, hey. Is that who I think it is? And I turn around, I'm like, no, that can't be who I think it is. And I'm like, it's fucking Scott Steiner. And I was so afraid to go up there to talk to him because I felt like that if that if he, that if I went up to him, he's gonna put me in the Steiner recliner. Oh, definitely. He'll, he'll probably give you a math lesson too. Yeah, and he'll give me he'll give me a math lecture as well. Um, so uh, my buddy went up there. He's like, hey, uh, you, you Scott Steiner? He's like, yeah, I'm Scott Steiner. Blah blah. blah. So he took a picture with him and. Uh, he went. He he left and went to go, go in line for Popeyes and got his chicken. Did he have chainmail on? He had a hat on. Okay, so Chandler Mills in the bag. But the he definitely bag. had the goatee, though. Oh, that probably stood out like that's, a sore thumb. That stood out. That and the fact that he's huge. He was he was still huge back then. So. Yeah. Well, that's cool. Like, he uh, he wasn't, he didn't big league you guys. Or like, no, he didn't big league us. That's super cool. Hopefully, he doesn't uh, big league me here. Um, yeah, we'll see. Uh, but, next week's going to have a lot to talk hey, about. Hey, but if he does, I'll help he cuts a promo on you, dude. Um, I will record it. Um, yeah, but. So Comic Con coming up this weekend. I'll be there. Check it out. Um, probably check it out on my Instagram at it's me a3k or the Put Me Over Podcast Instagram. Either way, it's going to be on our social medias. Yes. And Drew, I think you might have started Dick Study News a little early, a little premature right there, because that is some breaking news right there, bud. I might have jumped the gun on that, and I apologize no. to all people. No, no, no apology whatsoever. I think that's a perfect segue into Dick Study News. Why don't you do the? I want to hear you do the intro for it because I do it every week. I, I know. Hear you Let's do it. see. Let's get into some dicks and Drew's dirty news. What? Take it away, Dick. All right, man. So, um, as as we heard a few minutes ago, late breaking news coming in. Um, Andrew's going to Comic Con, and we're gonna have, and they have some special guests at the Lapel Yab booth. So, if you're ever if you're in San Diego at Comic Con, please stop by and uh, say hi to everyone. Now we've got some uh, unfortunate news at the moment. Uh, Will Osprey, he's been red hot ever since his win at uh, Battle of Super Juniors. Uh, he does have a, a neck injury at the moment. He's um, he's enduring at the uh, during right now. He was supposed to wrestle yesterday for his uh, G1 match. However, he had to postpone that match. And his next scheduled match is going to be on Thursday. So we don't know whether or not he's going to be cleared to go. Um, if he's not cleared to go, more than likely he will be out of uh, G1, which is unfortunate because he has racked up so much momentum these past few months that um, it, it's such a shame. And I, he's just he's, there's, no, there's no one on the planet right now who is as red hot as Will Ospreay? So just it's just bad timing on 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 that end. 
damn, that's a bummer. I hopefully hopefully it's something serious. Hopefully, you know, maybe like a strain or something. Yeah, and it, it just goes to show you that this G one schedule is no joke whatsoever. Oh I mean, yeah, they these guys are wrestling over a period of 20, 20 30 days. Um, they're having matches almost on a daily basis. I mean, and it's not just the tournament matches they're having. Um, when they're not actually doing the tournament matches, they're wrestling in tag matches as well. So it's definitely one of the most brutal schedules out there. I think I might, I think I mentioned this last week, but um, yeah, it is no joke. And um, injuries, and they will rack up to you. Um, well, Osprey is not the only, not the first person that's been injured in in, in a G one match. Um, a lot of a lot of wrestlers who have done this uh, time and time again, um, their bodies are just not the same after this. Well, yeah, I mean, he's a young guy, so hopefully, you know, nothing um, he can't bounce back from. But yeah, you're right. They they not only have to put up with um, put on on basically five star matches. Every match is three, four, five star matches. Um, and yeah, it takes its toll on you for sure. Yeah, and um, and th- this is just from New Japan, um, and this is from from their words. Uh, they did mention that Osprey is not suffering from any skeletal or any nervous t- issues. His status for the next G1 Climax event on Thursday, July 18th, will be determined after Osprey undergoes thorough medical evaluation. So, so far, it seems like it's nothing too serious. But um, you know, as long as soon as we get an update, you know, we'll 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 let everyone know. Hope and like I said, hopefully, it's nothing too serious because uh, it would be such a shame if he does happen to not continue. Yeah, and I mean, big ups to New Japan. Um, not trying to rush him back. Make sure he's one hundred percent before uh, they throw him out there to to go hard again. Absolutely, and and this guy is like he's not even thirty years old yet, and he's still he's racked up a, a history of injuries. God, that sucks. But uh, and I'm speaking of injuries, uh, we did mention a while back about uh, Mickey James how she did uh, she did tear her ACL. Um, she did recently have surgery this past weekend, and um, yeah, she's going to be out for about nine months or so. So she's not going to be gone. She's not going to be back until 2020, which remains to be seen. Is that is she going to come back and wrestle again? Um, who knows at this point? I mean, I hope we haven't seen the last of the Monday Night MILF. I hope, dude, the fact that she was able to reinvent herself in this era um, when she came back, I mean, it's, it's, it's been great. And um, no, very few people can come back. 10 years, five years, you know, no matter how long it's been and come back and be just as relevant, if not more relevant than they, than they were. And uh, Mickey James is perfect. She's one of the perfect examples of it. And, um, you know, it, it would be a shame if she does not able to come back and then we say goodbye to her. Um, but I have a feeling that she'll be back and she'll be able to kick some more ass because any, her talent and what she can, um, what she can achieve and what she can contribute to the division it's it's not measured yeah so we hope uh you know we wish mickey a speedy recovery for sure um and yeah i mean if she does come back i would like to see her in a more prominent role than just um i don't even know what she was doing in the past couple of weeks uh, mainly like she was alexa's like stepmom kind of if you think about it i mean yeah we did say that uh <laughs> it was mother versus daughter but yeah um, yeah they few- had their little feud and um harley race um this this guy is probably the toughest man that has ever been in a squared circle. Um, he was hospitalized last week, and um, it looks like um, we don't know much information about it, um, other than the fact that he was hospitalized. Um, he right now he's about in his mid seventies. Um, we don't know any further information. Um, but all in, um all we can say is that, you know Harley um, speed of recovery. You know I hate to see anyone go and 
not anyone, and especially hard, someone like Harley Race, who, like I said, is the toughest man who has ever graced the ring. He's a national treasure. Um, a lot of influence. I mean, especially going off of Triple H. Um, you can you can name off a bunch of top guys that all got inspiration from Harley Race. Um, I guarantee you, he's drinking whiskey and smoking cigarettes in his hospital oh, room right he, now. Oh, he's smoking he's smoking a Marble One Hundred Red, <laughs> Red the Cowboy probably, Killer. Probably unfiltered, you know, knowing him. Yeah, he probably if he if someone did get him a filtered cigarette, he probably rips probably off called the him filter. a pussy. Yeah. What is this shit, pussy? What What is this shit, pussy? Don't you see? I'm the hardest motherfucker <laughs> in this room. I'm Harley Race. <coughs> yeah. Um, what else we got, Dick? Um, did you hear about the Raw reunion? Oh, yeah. Let's talk about that. That's something that I think is uh, we should talk about as well. Um, this is going to be happening on uh, July 22nd, which is not going to be this upcoming, which is actually be this upcoming Monday. This matter, Monday, yes. As a matter of fact. Wow, it's, it's this time has flown. Um, yeah, a lot of big names have been uh, talked about. This is gonna basically be like the raw old school, uh, but they're gonna have the likes of Shawn Michaels, Hulk Hogan. Um, oh, I have the list right here in front of me. So, just going off of what they've announced, with more names to come, we got the Boogeyman, Booker T, Christian, Devon Dudley, Eric Bischoff, The Godfather, Hulk Hogan, Hurricane Helms, Jerry Lawler, Jimmy Hart, Kelly Kelly. Kevin Nash, Kurt Angle, Mark Henry, Mick Foley, Ric Flair, Rikishi, Road Dog, Ron Simmons, Santino Morella, Scott Hall, Sean Waltman, Sergeant Slaughter, Shawn Michaels, Sid Vicious, Steve Austin, and Ted DiBiase and Triple H. Um, those are all people that we the business misses a lot. Um, I don't know Mark Henry was already considered a... Uh, like a, a legend like that but well i mean if you think about it he did he, he did become a hall of famer a few years ago yeah he, i mean he is retired yeah so but he I is just, retired i just feel like he's not uh he's not up there like uh you know let's say hulk hogan you know oh no def- definitely not and if you notice on that list to um hogan's name and uh steve austin's name have stuck up because it's been about a couple of years since we've seen steve austin on wwe tv I can't remember the last time. I th- what was it? Uh, WrestleMania when he stunned everybody with Shawn Michaels and uh, Mick Foley. That had or a- Raw twenty five. That was definitely a couple of years ago. So yeah, it's it's definitely been a couple of years since we've seen Steve on a on a WWE um, on, a, on a WWE TV show. So um, that, that that stuck out. And well, he has a new show to promote. That that too as well. I think that's also that's like ninety nine percent of the reason why he's actually on there is to promote his uh, new show on USA. Yeah, and uh, Hulk Hogan we haven't seen since he was the host of the Crown Jewel show. Oh God, yeah, that's right. I feel like that was the last time we've seen Hulk Hogan. And, and even and even oh, wait, no, then, no, no, no. Um, he did come out at WrestleMania. Oh, this this past WrestleMania, right? Yes, for like a minute. You're but right. Other than that, did. we haven't seen him. You're you're right. Yeah. So it, it definitely has been a while. Uh, Eric Bischoff uh, has has not been on WWE TV in well over ten years. I I mean I think the last time we saw him on there was. Probably during had it been two thousand five two thousand six. Well, he's going to be the head of SmackDown, so might as well get him reacclimated with people. Um, Speaking of that, do you think they're going to have him be an on air character? I don't. I don't think so. I I hope not. Because I mean, I mean, if Eric Bischoff or Shane McMahon, I, I, I'm just tired of these authority. I'm, figures, I am. Really. I am tired of the authority figures as well. But I'll say this though, Bischoff was entertaining as as an authority figure 
worst case scenario, if they do happen, to, if they do want to have him become an authority figure, I thought he was entertaining. Uh, not just, I mean, in the NWO, but also like him as the the GM of Raw during the first. Do you mean the first GM? Yes, yes. So he was by far the the, the best GM that I, I I would say this. I mean, right off the bat, I would say, and of all the GMs that have been on Raw and SmackDown, I would definitely say Bischoff is tops is number one. Over Mick Foley. Oh, over Mick Foley, yeah. Okay. Over, over, over. over um, you're talking about 2016 Mick Foley, right? Uh, yeah, when he came back. No, no, no. Um, I'm not including the commissioner stuff. Okay, okay. Yeah, I we're, I'm talking saying. about like the brand split. Gotcha, gotcha. Okay, yeah, you're right. Uh, Jr. was invited, uh, but he poli- politely declined. Uh, I guess the cons were cool with him going over, but he is an AEW uh, announcer. Uh, another name that that kind of stuck out to me is Sid Vicious. Psycho when's Sid. Time, when's the last time we've seen Psycho Sid on TV? I had been a couple of years. It had been the last Raw reunion they they had, and it had been at least five years ago. Yeah, uh, it's just good to know that you know he is half the man that we are with half the brain that he has, <laughs> or something like that. I even I mess. It's hard to mess up, but somehow he figured it out. Um, I just hope he doesn't break his leg. I just got. I instantly got that image in my brain of him grabbing his leg after it's like bent at a ninety degree angle. Oh man, forever. Uh, but, you know, we're going to get the click. Scott Hall, Kevin Nash, Triple H, Shawn Michaels. There should be, I'm, I'm assuming there's going to be like a lot of backstage segments on this show. Oh, absolutely. Uh, but, yeah, that 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 is something I'm excited for, for sure. Yeah, because none, none of the names that I've seen, I am like, I, I can't wait till they wrestle. Um, obviously, uh, another name that is missing is The Rock. But, um, you know, The Rock is the, world, is the world's biggest movie star at the moment. So yeah. his schedule is not very flexible to accommodate WWE at the moment. He does have Jumanji 2 to plug. That's true. He does. That could be another name, a secret name. Uh, Ric Flair, it seems like he's healthy enough to travel. So that's that's good news, too. That's good news. Yeah. Anytime, um, anytime we hear uh, Ric Flair traveling around, that's always good news as opposed to him. Being in a hospital, that's that's always a positive. Now, I don't see Edge on here, but I do see Christian, and I don't see Bubba, but I definitely see Devon Dudley. Um, so who knows? Who knows what we're going to get? Uh, be sure to turn in next week because I'm definitely going to be in, tuned in for that for sure. Yeah, and, and and also another reason why they're doing it is also for a ratings play. Um, oh, they, look at us. We're over here, like, excited about it. Yeah, yeah, and it, it's it's obviously it's for a reason, of course. Um, it's to get the ratings up for Raw. Um, they have not been very good um, from really, really since, really since the beginning of the year. I mean, you could even go further than that. The the I mean, the raw from a couple of weeks ago was, I thought, going to be the start of something great, and I feel like the, all they've done since then is put more TNA on TV, um, and say bitch and ass more, and that doesn't solve anything. Yeah. It's uh, it's they're taking one step forward and two steps back is what it's what it seems like. Uh, what else we got, Dick? I think pretty much we covered um just some news. It wasn't a whole lot of news this week, um, but there were definitely a whole lot of shows this weekend. Yeah, almost too many. Um, where do you want to start? Um, did you watch Evolve? No, I didn't get a chance to watch Evolve. I'm gonna tr- I'm gonna try to get a um, I'm gonna try to finish it up this weekend. But I did uh, watch Fight for the Fallen. As did I. And um, obviously Extreme Rules and a couple of the G1 matches this past weekend. But yeah, dude, it was it's a full schedule, even though Saturday I felt like was just a killer, dude. Like when I woke up in the morning, I did watch uh, I was able to watch um, some of the G1 matches. I did. I was able to watch uh, Jeff Cobb versus Ishii. 
I'll say this though, go out of your way and watch it. It is um it is a slug fast. You talk about a slobber knocker. Yeah. The perfect definition of a slobber knocker is those two going at it back and forth. Brutal match. Um Ishii won with a pretty sick brain buster. I just like how it was just a simple brain buster and yet it gets the job done. That's called protecting a finisher. That's exactly. Um, we don't really see brain busters unless it's a botched pile, uh, vertical suplex. Exactly. Um, but yeah, that I mean, brain buster. I feel like should be. It's like a super DDT, basically. When you think about it, it is. I mean, um, that's. I mean, that's what the bloody Sunday is. It's. It's just like if you. It, it, the idea is that you're gonna get dropped on your head, and that's it. You're not, you're not gonna kick out after that. No, uh, I like that. So that was that was a great match. Um, Juice versus Takagi was a great match. Juice Robinson just keeps impressing impressing me more and more the more I see him. Um, WWE definitely did not do him any favors, and I think they let this guy go. And you know he's he's proving to everyone that he is not just a WWE reject; that he is he is a real deal. Um, he went out of his way to relearn everything in New Japan, and um, they're making him a star, and they're, they're trusting him as one of the top foreigners. Yeah, good, good, good on him for sure. I I I'm definitely. Um a Juice Robinson fan. Wasn't a big fan of him in NXT. No, absolutely not. And I, I, I wasn't either. But it, it took him, um, a, a, you know, a new scenery to um, to come around. And, and that's all it takes sometimes. You might, you might need to change a place and um, get a new opportunity and uh, different different outtakes, different um, Occam's cabin. Yeah, and it, it says a lot about someone um, to have the, like, drive and ambition to because he, he could have went the way a lot of people do is they get cut from nxt and then they kind of just flounder around until they don't wrestle anymore but he made it a point to go to japan and you know learn more about the craft and and really just dial it in and he's he's firing all cylinders yeah so um those were the two matches i did i did get a chance to watch this past weekend and i'm going to try to catch up with with um with the other matches uh hopefully sometime this week but yeah, so far the G1 has been pretty good. Um, it has not been disappointing so far. Um, I caught, um, I caught fought for the fight for the fallen. I missed the first three matches, so I didn't watch the pre-show and I missed the opener. Did you catch those matches at all? I caught glimpses of the six-man tag. Um, it was kind of weird seeing MJF and Sean Spears on the same team. Yeah, because he was really mad. They were talking shit to each other after that Cody Rhodes incident. Yeah, that's that's what I mean. It just seems like it was just all thrown together. I mean, you look you look at the team. I mean, MJF is a heel, but he's kind of like pretending to be a baby face. Uh, Sean Spears is also a heel, right? Uh, yes. And then uh, Sammy, Sammy Guevara would be a baby face. Darby Allen would be a face. Well, they're kind of playing on on being the elite. They're playing Sammy Guevara as a as a dick. Oh, they are. Yeah. So okay, so he's there. So he's kind of turning more into a heelish then. Yeah, um, so it's basically who's the biggest heel. Like, I guess, I guess heels can fight each other. Yeah, I mean, uh, I, I think this match kind of proved it right there. I mean, it was a, it was a, it was a good match. I mean, it for definitely for there's a storyline between MJF and Sean Spears. So it looks like they're definitely going. Um, well, I, w- I would say not in that direction because uh, Sean's opponent is going to be Cody at um, All Out, right? Yes. Okay. But I mean, Sean Spears is not making friends with anyone right now he's not so he can he can feud with a lot of different people that's true um, um i kind of feel like i got most of this right i i didn't get the scu uh, but other than that i think i got 90 percent of this pay-per-view correct let's see uh, uh sunny kiss defeated beat peter avalon um be a 
Be a Priestley. Be a Pre- Priestley and Shoku Nakajima uh, beat D- Britt Baker and Riho, which we both got wrong. What do we What do we guess? We went Brit- Britt Baker and Riho on that one. We did. Okay, I know that for a fact. Um, then you had MJF, Sammy Guevara, and Sean Spears beating Darby Allen, Jimmy Havoc, and Joey Janela, uh, which I, that that's a little surprising to me. I didn't think the heels were going to win that one. I didn't, I didn't think so either. I, I would think Darby Allen, um, Darby Allen's team would have won, but especially after his match with Cody. Yes. Um, and then you had Brandy Rhodes with a with Awesome Kong, who was like a surprise before her match, beating Allie. And I think I I'm pretty sure I guess Brandy on that one. I I know they're building up for um. It, it, it looks like Awesome Kong versus Asia Kong because Asia Kong did debut after the match. Yes, well, didn't didn't debut, but came out. After it came the out, match. yeah, it came out rather. So they're they're um they're promoting uh, that's gonna be the next match for double um for all out. I keep that, saying double or nothing, yeah, but that I I'm excited for that. I feel like they're gonna beat the shit out of each other. Yeah, um, um, the battle of the Kongs. It is basically the battle of the Kongs. You're right. Uh, let me ask you this: What do you think of the Dark Order? I'm I'm a big fan. I'm a big fan of this. Because uh, it just seems like I, th- I think it's divisive. A lot of people uh, they like the Dark Order, but they don't like the gimmick. Others just don't like the Dark Order at all. What's not to like? They just don't. Some people just don't get it. You don't get it, which is fine. I mean, um, you know, not everything is going to be a home run. I mean, l- look at uh, look at the librarian. I mean, no one really likes a librarian. I don't see anyone hammering like, man, we need to have more librarian. Well, I feel like that they're doing that gimmick now to kind of because they know people don't like it. So I feel like they're they're really uh, hammering at home so people so they can really get that heat on them. Right. Um, I think the Dark Order is creepy. I like that Evil Uno comes out and they basically make a chair out of their own bodies for him. Did you see when he came out and sat in the ring? No, I didn't see that part. One guy got on all fours. One guy had his had his um, like. So he could sit on him, and then he had like an ottoman for like another one, and then like he put his arms on two other ones. Like it, it looked creepy. that looked that looked really cool, dude. Um, and then uh, you actually had the dark order, dark order beating Angelico and Jack Evans, and a boy and his dinosaur. Um, I guess that one right because they're they are building up the dark order to be uh, a big big time threat, super creepy. Um, I like all the creepers. That's what they call them. The 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 random. Minions. Oh. Um, Adam Page defeated Kip Sabian. Um, that that didn't surprise me. No, not at all. Especially because they're building up Adam Page to be the you know a contender against Jericho. Who Jericho came out after this ma- match and beat the shit out of Adam. Yeah, Page, he did. Uh, to the point where he needed st- uh, stitches in his eyebrow and gave him a nasty black eye. Um, that Jericho came out later in the match or later in the show. And actually cut a promo on the Hangman Page and uh, did a good job at building him up. And Adam Page came out and, uh, you know, they, they got in a big fight. And you could already see that black guy forming on his right eye. Uh, pretty nasty looking. Uh, no concussion or anything like that. But he is definitely, this was a great way to build up the feud. There's actually like, uh, like some heat to this match, especially because... Adam Page and Jericho, um, a lot of people don't know who Adam Page is, um, so Jericho will be the one to get him that uh, that spotlight. They'll get, sure. that, uh, definitely put him on a much higher platform. Yes. Um, after that, we had the Lucha Brothers v- beating SoCal and Censored. Uh, when I thought, I thought this was uh, one of the matches of the night, for sure. Uh, Lucha Brothers never disappoint, and it looks like they're setting up for a ladder match um, against them. Yes. At uh, All Out. I 
oh, man, that's going to be insane. That's going to be insane. Phoenix dude. is going to kill himself. Yes, he is. Um, he, he I, th- this is going to be the match where Phoenix wants to prove to everyone that, um, he's he's out there. Yeah, him and uh, Pentagon, they are the, they want to be the best tag team in the world. And you see that thrown around like so many times, like everywhere. Like I'm the best tag team in the world. I'm the best in the world. And um, this is going to be their platform to prove it. And um, what better way than uh, than to go against the Young Bucks? Who well, this is uh, so uncensored, right? I'm, I'm, I'm talking about for um, oh for, for for all out for yeah. all out yeah. Um, but even for this match though, um, St- Scorpio Sky, um, I don't think he gets enough love for what he does. Uh, Kazarian was amazing. Christopher Daniels, even when he was interfering, you know, still amazing as a, they're still amazing as a trio. Yeah, they came out and uh, cut cut a pretty good promo before the match uh, to set up who was the face and who was the heels. Um, I'm a big fan of SCU. Uh, after that, Kenny Omega versus Shima. Um, I thought that thought this was a great match. This was like a New Japan style. Yes, uh, Kenny Omega match. Uh, one with the one winged angel, which is. One um, a finisher we don't see too often. We see V triggers all day, uh, but the one wing angel is a definite, definitely protected finisher. It, it is one of the most protected finishers in the business. Um, and after that, the Young Bucks beat the Brotherhood, which is Cody and Dustin Rhodes. Um, I thought this was a good match. I felt like the crowd was kind of dead um, for this match. Um, I I, th- I think to be fair though, um, this was a very long show. Oh yeah, let's talk about that. This match was, or this show was, almost four hours long. It was almost four hours long, and this match was well over thirty minutes. And um, when when the match was over, they went into um, they they were about ready to cut a promo, and then they realized they were out of time. So yeah. then they went into um, the 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 check giving uh, segment. Um, so yeah, that, that was kind of a minor. That was a production issue right there. Um, and I feel like they're still dialing all this stuff in. They are. They better be ready come the fall because I feel like everything should be ironed out. There's still some production flubs and things that they miss. Um, I don't like any of the music that anyone uses, especially uh, Goldust or Dustin coming out to what sounds like a DDP self high five, which is like a knockoff of Nirvana's "Smells Like Teen Spirit." Um, Goldust. Keep calling him Gold Dust. Uh, Dustin comes out to basically rip off of uh, Green Day. Yes, and I, I'm not, I wasn't sure if that was the actual song or if it was just a knockoff, like you mentioned. Um, but um, there, yeah, another thing I do want to mention. I mean, um, to be fair, they were outside in the hot Florida weather. Oh yeah, where the humidity was like eight was like 80 percent humidity. I could see people fanning themselves with yeah. the posters that they brought. So I mean, I I, I give the the crowd the benefit of the doubt for sitting through that show for four plus hours and just being drained. Um, it was an outdoor venue too. It's yes. normally a concert venue. And uh, apparently to, uh, Tony Khan got the idea for the setup from an episode of South Park. Yeah, I've heard about that. Yeah. that it's a... He posted a, a post on Twitter with like a screenshot of what his idea was and, and what South Park or what Fight for the Fallen looked like and what South Park did. And it, it pretty, looked pretty identical. You know what though, I'm I'm okay with that. I'm okay with having um, influences outside of wrestling, and uh, it gives you more ideas. And anything that I can do to help uh, spice up the show or spice up the production value, go for it. Um, did you see the promo that Cody cut after the they thought they were off the air? Yeah, it, that's what I wanted to mention. Yeah. Like it just seems like he was, they, like he was trying to go in a promo, and then that's when they realized they were out of time. Um, that was just one of the things that, like you said, they. They will. I think they'll eventually have to iron out. They will iron out e- eventually. It's just you know we're in that honeymoon phase, I guess you could say. Well, they they 
I was talking about the part where he, you know, went off and saying you can't counter pro counter, counter program. Yeah. And you know what's funny was that I I I've noticed throughout the throughout the show the commentators were definitely plugging in AEW a lot and they were kind of giving praise to Tony Khan. It almost kind of felt I don't almost felt cultish in a way. You know what I mean? Oh, that's weird. Like it, it almost seemed like our leader Tony Khan. I'm just like I I who, I think someone I think Marv I think might have been I don't want to say Alex Marvez. I don't want to throw him under the bus, but I think that <laughs> might have been. He's hit. already getting enough heat as it is. Um, I it was definitely it was either him or Jr. Someone had said that like our leader, um, Tony Khan. I'm just like, this is almost like a cult. <laughs> like it just I don't know why you would want to say that, especially when you're trying to especially before you have a promo with Cody saying how they're trying to like unprogram everything that WWE has taught everyone. That just that just seems counterproductive in my in, in my end. Um, did you like the show? I thought overall was, overall was a good show. Um, definitely not their best show. Um, I don't I don't expect it to be as good as uh, as uh, as Double or Nothing. But for what it was for um, for um, for for a minor show before um, really the big show the big test is going to be um, All Out. I all thought out it was a fine show. Be. That's going to be the big test right there if they can uh, deliver on that day, and I think they can. Yeah, I feel like this and Fighter Fest were like B level pay per views. All Out essentially. Yeah, exactly. All Out is going to be like their Survivor Series, basically. I, I agree. Or, you know, you can say the SummerSlam. SummerSlam, yeah. Oh, yeah, because it is in, in, in August. Um, let's get over to Extreme Rules. Uh, this was streaming live on the WWE Network from the Wells Fargo Center in Pennsylvania, Pennsylvania. Uh, Philadelphia. Pennsylvania, Pennsylvania, Pennsylvania. <laughs> Pennsylvania, Pennsylvania. Uh, Philadelphia is a great wrestling town, and um, they, uh, they definitely let us know that they were in Philadelphia all night. Let's talk about the matches. Uh, like we said, the uh, Shinsuke versus Finn Balor. That was a quick match, uh, almost eight minutes. And uh, we had Shinsuke Nakamura, Nakamura becoming the new Intercontinental Champion. Um, kind of weird to put that on the pre-show, unannounced. Yeah, absolutely. On on uh, on third um, last week when we were doing the podcast, we it was hinted that it was going to be on the show because uh, Nakamura did beat Finn Balor last week on SmackDown. But it wasn't it wasn't announced until as you mentioned until the day of, and they went ahead and did the match. It was a quick uh, quick match with Nakamura winning with the Kinshasa, and him becoming the second man to hold the IC Championship in both WWE and New Japan. Versus Jericho. Versus Jericho. Yeah. Um. I wish they would have done more to build up Nakamura, because he hasn't been on TV for I don't know how long. No. Yeah. Yeah. They should have done more with this with with, with him. But um, it it just seems like they're just kind of just going with what they got and just just going with it basically. Yeah, he uh, he beat Finn Balor clean twice. Um, so I mean, it's a good way to allow me to reintroduce myself, kind of deal. But I I wish they would have done a little bit more to to make him more of a threat. And I I just want to say something real quick about about how they're building these guys up. It's 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 not very productive. You don't you really can't take some of these guys serious with, with how they're built up. It just seems like they they, they go half hearted. Um, they put them in a tag match, and then all of a sudden, when they got no plans, oh, we'll put them in a championship match, and we'll have you win the win the belt. And you wonder why people aren't into them. You know, yeah, it's just it's just so difficult to get into someone when they don't invest in you. And then all of a sudden they put you in a championship match and then they realize, wait a minute, why come no one's invested in this person or takes them seriously? Yeah, um, I, I completely agree. After that, we had Drew Gulak versus Tony Nese. Uh, Drew Gulak getting the win. I missed this match, um, but 
From what I hear, it was it was an okay match. It was it was okay. I heard it was not as good as um the as uh, the evolved match with him and uh, Matt Riddle. And I heard that Ooh. I heard that one was the match of the weekend. And um, I, I again, I got to go back and watch and see if that's the case. Yeah, I need to go back and watch Evolve. That's one thing I didn't see this weekend. Um, after that, the Undertaker and Roman Reigns, the Graveyard Dogs, which is a, I think it's a dope ass uh, tag team name, uh, especially when you, there's other tag teams that don't get a name uh, for uh, Undertaker and Roman Reigns to get this name uh, when they're only going to be together basically for it one night. It was just one night only. Um, yeah. Great name to waste for a one one time only deal. Uh, they beat Shane McMahon and Drew McIntyre. Um, I missed this match. I w- did you see this one? I did, and I was surprised that it opened the show. I mean, Undertaker opening the show. When is the last time that happened? Yeah, it was, I mean, usually uh, Taker is a, is the, the the main event is the last match, but they went on first. Um, definitely, Taker put on a much better performance. Aside from him trying to pick up Shane for the tombstone. Uh, he did fine. He, uh, there was no problems. His last two matches needed redemption. Uh, go back to Goldberg and him and the uh, the tag match at, uh, at in Australia. Um, he definitely needed he needed this one. Yeah, he, he, he absolutely did. And um, it definitely came off better than I thought. Um, uh, this and it looks like they're going to set up for uh, what seems like it's going to be Taker and, and, and Drew and hopefully get Roman Reigns and Sh- Shane and Drew as far away from each other. I think this should be it. Yeah. Um, Undertaker actually, from what I'm hearing, he hand selected Drew McIntyre uh, for a feud. So that that's a lot of praise on, on Drew for that. It is. And I think I think he can bring out a good match from the Undertaker. I think Undertaker in tag matches is the way to go. Absolutely. Um, because, you know, he's not the same Undertaker. Um, but if he can keep putting on performances like this, he can still go for a couple of years, it looks like. Um, after that, we had the Revival beating the Usos um, for the Raw Tag Team Championships. Uh, missed this one. Did you see this one, Dick? It was a it was a good match back and forth. Um, Revival won with the Shattered Machine. I didn't expect a, t- a title change. Um, it was a good idea to, to keep. It was good that they kept the belts on the Revival. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Um, I don't think the Usos need the need the belts at all at this point. Uh, but yeah, the Usos definitely are top tier. They don't need the belts. I'd rather them chase than anything. Um, Alistair Black and Cesaro, uh, another match I was excited for that I missed. Um, what did you think about this match, Dick? It was a hard hitting match back and forth. I wouldn't expect anything less. I wouldn't expect anything less from it. I think, uh, Cesaro was the perfect opponent to, uh, for, um, for Alistair Black in his radi in his uh, re-debut. It's just unfortunate that, um, Ricoch- I'm sorry, that, that, um, Cesaro had to lose in this match. But it was a hard hitting match, and um, that's really all I could say about it. I can't. I mean, it's a good. It was a good match. It was a good match, even though it was less than ten minutes long. It was still a good match. All right. Uh, Bailey beats Nikki Cross and Alexa Bliss. Um, not surprised with this one either. I feel like we we kind of guessed most of these ones as well. Um, I didn't. I actually didn't get to this show till the uh, Kofi Kingston Samoa Joe match. I, so. I didn't really care for this match to tell you the truth. No. Um, when 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 they announced it was going to be a two on one handicap match, you kind you got the idea that Bailey was not going to drop the belt to uh, to either one. I mean, yeah. I I I going off of Raw, I, I was thinking that Nikki Cross was going to get smart. Uh, apparently, she's still dumb to how Alexa Bliss is, but uh, we'll see how that plays out. Uh, Braun Strowman beats Bobby Lashley in a last man standing match. Um, I heard this one was fun to watch. It was uh, it was definitely better than I thought. 
it was definitely a lot of fun. Um, it wasn't bloody. It was pretty brutal. Um, there was a spot where Braun did like a where Braun suplexed Lashley onto the wall, onto a vertical wall. Oh, so that was uh, that was pretty gnarly. And um, Strowman in uh, Strowman uh, hit uh, the running hit the power slam onto Lashley, and they both fell. Um, it seemed like it was pretty high, but they were up on they were up in the um, up in the stands. And you know how they have like the the aisleway from um from the concession stands into the arena itself. You know how they have that that yeah. that, that walkway. Well, um, they went through it, but it was obviously padded. And um, they went through a wall. They went through like the like a, not really a wall, but like kind of like yeah, I guess you could say like a wall for lack of a better better term. A curtain, not a curtain, but like a wall. Okay. Like it just they just um they just he just did the power slam slam him through. And then you could tell like it was kind of a setup um, where you could see like the cameraman was angled where you see the referee counting and there's a wall right here where the um, ref can't see anything first of all so he doesn't know who's up or who's not but he's just counting blindly to ten and then to see who emerges uh, to see emerges and about seven you see um, you just see Strowman just punch through the wall and destroy the wall and walk out and you see Lashley just laying there and you see Strowman being the last man standing. Interesting. Okay. So I mean, that's a great way to build up Strowman. Um, definitely, they did use a lot of smoke and mirrors for this match. It was definitely better than I thought. So I'll I'll give him credit for that. Well, Braun Strowman had a dislocated pelvis uh, like a week ago. So he did. <laughs> they they have to uh, hide that somehow. He has mutant mutant healing abilities. Yeah, unlike we've never seen before uh, with John Cena. Um, after that, this goes back to what I was saying. Uh, the New Day are the new SmackDown Tag Team Champions. A team that I don't think needs a belt like the Usos, um, but um, apparently this is leading into something that Dan O'Brien has to say on SmackDown, which we'll get into. Um, how was this match? Oh, Maverick Machinery, my boys were in this match also. No big deal. It, it was a fine match. Um, I I really I really didn't pay a whole lot of attention to it, but it was it was it was good for for what I saw. Um, I didn't I was expecting. Um, honestly, Brian and Rowan to retain. Well, actually, no way. I take that back. No, I I didn't expect them to retain. You wanted heavy machinery. To I win did want one. heavy machinery to win. Yeah. Um, I didn't expect. I didn't expect New Way Day to win. Um, I I felt they didn't need the belts. Um, but we'll see where this goes. Well, now they got Kofi. Well, yeah, Kofi's the WWE champion. So they so they got all the gold on SmackDown. Most of the gold. Most all the all the gold that they can win. They they can. Yeah. Um, speaking of people winning gold. AJ Styles, who I predicted is your new United States champion beating Ricochet. Um, they they got to build up AJ for um, this heel run that he's going to be on with the with the uh, the club. Um, and, I you know, I'm excited to see. Hopefully we get the rematch at uh, SummerSlam. It was a, it was a great match. I still think I mean, unless they're planning on uh, dropping the belt back to Ricochet. And I don't say I don't think they should. I, I don't I think. I don't like the idea of them hot potatoing the, no. uh, the U.S. belt. I, it was a fine match for what it was. I didn't quite agree 100% with the outcome, but I'm willing to give them the benefit of the doubt for this for this feud. Um, I do have a lot of, um, I don't want to say high expectations, but they're they're moderately high enough to where I don't. It's gonna be hard for them to let me down because it's hard for me to it's hard for Ricochet to disappoint me and it's very hard for AJ Styles to disappoint me so I mean yeah you got two guys that are going to tear the house down they're going to tear the they house down no matter what 
So I'm 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 looking forward to this match. I'm I'm willing to see more matches what they can do from from these two guys. Yeah, uh, another match that was added the day of was Kevin Owens and Dolph Ziggler. Um, didn't I didn't see this one. Um, I'm assuming it was a whatever match. It was a uh, Dolph went in. He got stunned. One, two, three, and that was it. it oh, was, there was no point in this match. 17 seconds. I'm just seeing the time here. 17 seconds. There was absolutely zero point to this match, other than uh, I mean, other than Dolph to eat a stunner. That was it. Yeah. Well, they're trying to get that move over. Um, we'll get into how you feel about it a little bit. Um, Kofi Kingston and Samoa Joe had a good match. This is one I saw. Um, Samoa Joe just can't get the job done. Mm -mm. Um, I feel bad for him. I I was predicting that he was gonna. I I can't take I can't take Joe anymore. I can't take Joe serious anymore. Unfortunately, he's a Bray Wyatt again. He talks a he big is. game and cuts a great promo, but then when the match comes, he loses. Um, I don't know if that's what they're going for, but it, I don't think it does him any favors. And and this is Bray Wyatt 1.0 because I'm willing to give well. I'm willing to see what the new Bray Wyatt can do, so I don't want to compare Bray Wyatt now to Joe because he hasn't really debuted yet. So we'll see how this goes. But, yeah, definitely Joe and um, Bray Wyatt are I, they're almost too similar now, and that's not, where Joe, that's not where Joe should be. But at the same time, maybe they just can't rely on Joe because he's had, he's had a history of, of uh, injuries. Yeah, that's true. But, I, I mean, at least let him lose, like, not clean. You know what I mean? At least have some shenanigans where... He has a gripe. Like I didn't, I lost that match, but I didn't lose that match. You know, uh, have it be, you know, a disqualification or something. Um, I don't know. I just, I don't like him losing clean like that. And if you notice that all of Kofi's challengers have been ones who have not been WWE champion before. Yeah, Co uh, Dolph. Dolph's never won the WWE title. He's won the world title. Mm -hmm. Kevin Owens was world champion. He was a universal champion. He wasn't. I feel like he's had the world title before. No, he was never. Um, he was never the world champion. He was. He was the universal champion. Yeah. Okay. So then, yeah, that's another person. But as far as being WWE champion, um, no. Okay. I, I just thought that was interesting. Like he's never had any. Like in his matches since beating Daniel Bryan, he's never had anyone who has won the who has been former WWE champion. Inter that's an interesting stat, Dick. Um, after that, we have Seth Rollins and Becky Lynch beating Baron Corbin and Lacey Evans. And let me see if I can get this out in one breath. Good luck. Last chance winners take all extreme rules mixed tag team match for both the WWE Universal Championship and the Raw Women's Championship. Jesus <laughs> Christ. That's a long fucking uh, match type. Um, so Lacey Evans will not be getting another chance. Uh, Baron Corbin, I guess, might because after this match, this match was, I don't know. It was, it was, it was pretty boring. I'm not gonna lie. This, this for the most part, it, it was boring. I didn't really get into it until really, until Corbin hit the end of days on Becky, and that's when, um, that's when the crowd really shit on uh, Corbin, yeah. rightfully so. And also, you see Seth just snap and just beat the shit out of Corbin. Yeah, uh, the the look. I I think he said you're not gonna do shit to him, and they had to yep. bleep, bleep it out on the network. Um, but they they were trying to sell it on Raw the next night that she like she just got hit by a car or something like, I mean, it's a man it's it's a finishing move of his but it shouldn't affect a woman that much where they're like oh my god I'm surprised she's not dead you know what I mean right and uh, she she came she came back the next day um, now the cash in yes was it a good idea to cash in at Money in the Bank and was it a good idea to cash in on Rollins. Uh, you mean at Extreme Rules? I, 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 yeah, at Extreme Rules. After the Kofi match, I was 
kind of hoping that because Kofi won so cleanly and, uh, you know, they were going to give it to Kofi because I thought that the Seth Rollins thing was kind of um, really... Um, it was too obvious? Ta- telegraphed. It was very telegraphed uh, that he was going to cash in on Seth Rollins. So I was, I was thinking he was going to go after Kofi. I thought him and Kofi could, you know, have a good little story. But instead, they, they cashed in on Seth. And uh, it makes sense because he's the one that cashed in on Brock. So, like... That's true. You know, they, they are they, they are even in that sense. They have cashed in on each other. Um, how do you feel about it? I don't I don't have a big of a problem as it, what I think a lot of people do. I the reaction that uh, the crowd gave it seemed like it was uh, pretty overwhelming. Like it was it was a shock. Like oh wow! Like he they, he's finally going to cash in. And then the the next night on Raw, you could see like oh shit, we're back to where we were. I mean, all night. There was a we want Lesnar chance, and then another half of the crowd That's saying it. no, we no, don't. No, we don't. Uh, but yeah, you're right, dude. Uh, it's very split on this. Um, I mean, I, for the shock value, I, I I get it, and I think it's I and and I just couldn't have them do Lesnar teasing a cash in for the rest of the year. I'm glad they just got it over with. Uh, no more boombox Brock. No more boombox Brock. No more Mister um, Money in the Bank Brock, which. Which, 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 again, I'm, I'm totally fine with. I'm just not okay with him maybe winning the Universal title again and kind of going back to where they were. I was hoping he'd be on, on SmackDown with the WWE Championship and just have a, a new slew of opponents he can go after. Yeah, because we've seen this before. We just got done seeing this, and now it's back. We did. It's back again. Um, It's Brock. <laughs> but then again, though, like if you really think about it, was Brock going to go to SmackDown after Paul Heyman t- taking control of Raw? Do you really think that was going to happen? I thought so just based on what what Fox would want because now they're kind of at the mercy of Fox. Right. Um, so they would want a big name like a Brock Lesnar. Um, but I guess, I don't know if we're going to get that or not. Um, I The only thing that I have a problem with with Brock winning the Universal title is, you know, I'd like to see him more. Um, I mean, I guess Paul Heyman can sell the matches, but Brock being on, on a show, um, I think, makes makes things a little bit more special. Um, and I just don't like seeing the universal title kind of just held up and not really seen on TV. If they, especially if they want to make that title, like the main title, it's got to be seen to be heard. Absolutely. Um, hey, that was pretty good. Good job. Yeah, Andrew. Good, good. Yeah. Good analysis. I, I, I like that. Um, but yeah, that match was actually shorter than the, uh, Kevin Owens, Dolph Ziggler match. 13 seconds. Yeah. Uh, one F five. That's all it should take to, to beat someone. I think. Well, especially after someone who's gone through a last chance winners take all extreme rules mixed tag team match yeah um, that's a mouthful and yeah they, they, they went they went really hard I don't like um, they were getting Baron and Lacey were getting beat to shit with the kendo sticks and I, I don't like how they sold them I feel like they need to like not get up immediately after or keep trying to get up from being hit with a kendo stick I feel like it should have the same impact of like a chair I agree uh, but that's just me kind of nitpicking at this point um, so those were the big shows for the weekend. Uh, Fight for the Fallen and Extreme Rules. Um, what did you guys think? Let us know on the Instagram at Put Me Over Podcast. Let's get into Raw. Let's get into SmackDown. We just finished watching SmackDown, or Dick just finished watching SmackDown uh, not too long ago. I watched Raw. Kind of a not a not the kind of show that you would think would um, happen after a pay per view with such a big thing with Brock Lesnar. Uh, cashing in the night before. 
Um, it was it was whatever they they announced that they were going to have a battle royal. This is another thing that makes me mad. I don't like that they have a battle royal to decide who the number one contender is. I feel like that's not a good way to gauge who the number one contender is. Um, they they put everyone's picture on. I think this was the the litmus test uh, to find out who was going to be in that match because they put a picture up of each person that was going to be in the match. Um, so it was. Uh, Seth Rollins, Randy Orton, Big E, Cesaro, Braun Strowman, Rey Mysterio, Baron Corbin, Sami Zayn, Bobby Lashley, and Roman Reigns all in the match. And Seth Rollins got the loudest reaction out of everybody. Um, well, yeah, when you when you look at the initial lineup, I mean, who really was going to be the the legitimate contender to Brock? I mean, yeah, Big E. <laughs> no, uh, I love Big E, but I don't think he's ready yet. Uh, he's the SmackDown Tag Team Champions. Um, Sami Zayn, Baron Corbin, like no, Rey Mysterio. I, I think Rey Mysterio and Brock would be kind of fun to watch. Cesaro would have been amazing. Cesaro I love Cesaro, been shit, dude. But uh, he's pigeonholed at a certain role. Gatekeeper. He is the gatekeeper. Uh, Randy Orton. We've seen them at SummerSlam uh, when he busted him open. I thought this was good, um, but yeah, like I said, I don't like this. Like, have a tournament. Do something where like. We build up the person not just because they got a fluky win in a battle royal. I don't like that, but we're gonna get Sam Seth Rollins versus Brock Lesnar rematch at SummerSlam. And uh, you know for what? The Universal it, title it could have easily been Orton versus Lesnar because Orton was the second was was the uh, second to last person in the ring, and Orton got a pretty big reaction during that match. Well, uh, distance makes the heart grow fonder because it does. Uh, Randy Orton, um, I like less is more Randy Orton. Uh, I do too. He's he's awesome, and uh, yeah, Cesaro, man, Cesaro and and Brock would have been dope. But I uh, remember what happened three years ago when uh, Orton faced Lesnar. Oh yeah, he got his head bashed in. You guys head bashed in pretty good. Was it three years ago or two years? It was a couple years ago. Uh, it was SummerSlam, right? It was SummerSlam a couple years ago. Um, but yeah, so we got that um, Ricochet and the Usos versus Bobby Roode and the Revival. Uh, I haven't. Bobby, Robert Roode, whatever they want to call him. I was excited that they were going to do something big with him, and they had him on display for maybe one or two weeks after uh, he left Chad Gable, and that was the last we've seen of him till, till tonight. Other than that, he's chasing around for the 24-7 title. Did he go back to looking like Rob, uh, Bobby Roode? Because the mustache is gone. The mustache is gone. Yeah. Um, and I don't know why Ricochet was even in this match, because he's not feuding with any of these guys. No, he's not. Uh, but, I mean, it's it's... This two out of three falls bullshit. This has got to go. Stop, this dude. has got to go. I'm I'm over I'm over this two out of three falls matches matches as well. I feel like they're trying harder to get the matches timed within the commercials than anything. I feel like this is like their main concern. Yeah, and it's 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 really killing the matches. Um, we'll it's talk killing, about it later. It's killing the, momentum. The Bailey the the trip the the fatal four way died a death. Um, later on in the show. But, you know, you get Ricochet and the Usos uh, beating Bobby Roode and the Revival. Uh, I, I can talk. Um, but, yeah, kind of a, a pointless thing. Um, what else happened on Raw? Oh, so Cedric Alexander versus Drew McIntyre. Why? Why was Cedric Alexander under the mask last week? Um, it really made no sense. People... The commentators were like, they really made it like, oh wow, he, he really pulled an over on Shane, but he lost the match. Like, I don't see why. I mean, I love that he's on TV. I love that he's wrestling. Yeah, same here. 
but it's just it's it's really out of nowhere for me. It it's out of nowhere, but I mean, any way to get any way to get him on TV and have him get exposed is is it's it's fine with me. I just wish they came up with a better way to to put him on TV. He did go up against Drew McIntyre, and which he, is a big spot to be it's in. It's a big spot to be in, and he he surprisingly won. He 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 beat McIntyre, which I was very surprised. I would not think that they would um they would not have McIntyre lose, especially if they're having him built as as really as a, as as a just a psychopath. I mean, if they're gonna have him built up to, up to the Undertaker. I wouldn't want to have him lose to uh, to Cedric Alexander. Well, you know he's gonna whip that ass next week. He's uh, Cedric's gonna get murdered. Yeah, so I, I I feel bad because Cedric didn't beat him with a finisher. He beat him with a quick victory roll. Um, so uh, thoughts and prayers go out to Cedric Alexander next week. Uh, but yeah, rest in peace. I mean, it could have been like a like a one two three kid kind of situation beating Razor Ramon. Um, and we'll we'll see we'll see where this goes. More for Cedric. I wish he would get more TV time with someone that can go like where he can not get dominated most of the match, right. but actually show off. Um, I think him and Ricochet, I mean, I've seen it in PWG with my own two eyes and uh, they can go for sure. Um, after that, we had Finn Balor and Samoa Joe. This was a big storyline coming out of uh, Extreme Rules. Uh, Joe actually gets the pin on Finn Balor and according to sources within the company, uh, Finn Balor is looking to take some Sasha time off. Um, he's been on the road for a little while. I don't know if he was injured the whole time he was IC champion, um, but he's going to get some time off. Um, hopefully we see more of him being drunk and kissing his girlfriend in public. That'd be fun. I, I'm i sure he loves doing that. I mean, he's he deserves some time off. I can't blame him for wanting to take time off, but what a way to write him off, though. I'll say that. Yeah, so after the match... Um, Joe keeps beating on him and he comes back and um, actually gets gets one over on Joe after the match, uh, fights him off and only for him to be celebrating. I loved how they in it, how they did this. The lights flickered and his music, the just kind of like scrambled and died. Yeah. Uh, lights went out. Michael Cole is the worst. Um it's clearly Bray Wyatt, even Corey on commentary, because Michael Cole's like, oh, my God, who is this? Who is this? What's going on? And Corey is just like, it's Bray Wyatt. Like, we could all see Bray Wyatt finally makes his debut on Raw, putting his sights on Finn Balor, um, gives him the sister Abigail, and just stands there menacingly. Um, he, they said he's here to terrorize the WWE. Uh, this was a great way to get. That mask is really, really creepy. That might be the best mask in the biz, dude. In in right now, yes. In WWE, anywhere. Uh, Luchasaurus has a great mask, but uh, this mask is is the shit. Yeah, I. Um, what a way! What a way for uh, for Bray to debut and to have him. What better way than him to take out uh, the demon? Um, are we going to see perhaps the demon versus the fiend? Demon versus the fiend at SummerSlam. Um. I still feel like uh, what I pitched... Or at least down the road, perhaps. Maybe SummerSlam is too soon. Maybe down the road, perhaps. I still feel like what I what I pitched uh, last week on the show with uh, The Fiend kidnapping The Undertaker or Shane McMahon would be a better way. But, uh, yeah, you're right. Uh, we Hopefully we get this this uh, this feud going. I mean, we've seen it before, uh, but I don't think it really got that payoff because Bray got sick. That's true. And hopefully he doesn't dress up as Drew McIntyre... Or as Drew McIntyre... <laughs> Sister Abigail... Uh, you know what would be a cool uh, tag team would be, uh, oh, yeah, that's what I was thinking of. Drew McIntyre and 
The Undertaker, and they can have a tag team name called the Drew, Ma- Drew McIntaker. The McIntaker, I like that. Um, that won't happen because they're going to be fighting, but we can use no, that later. We could definitely use that later. Um, speaking of not using stuff later on, I, this segment, I got to talk about uh, Mike and Maria uh, Canales. This was where I think Rod it just took a took nose a dive. Yeah, it. I don't know what their end goal is with this angle. Humiliation is. It's I think humiliation. What they're going for. It's. I mean, aside from that, and I, I, f- I feel bad for Mike because he's I, a great wrestler. He seems he's a great wrestler. Um, and I think this is forever is going to be his legacy in WWE. Is he's just going to be, um, Maria's bitch, and he's way more than that. He he's he's a great talented wrestler. Um, going back to um his days in the kingdom and Ring of Honor. It's just whatever credibility he had before he came to WWE, it's all gone now. Yeah, he uh, he lost to a quick rough rider to Zack Ryder for the pin. Uh, Maria just comes out and you know talks shit to him, calls him a little bitch. Uh, I I don't like this at all. I don't like this at all. Not only from a wrestling standpoint, but also from from a relationship standpoint. I don't know. I mean, I just I I just feel like. I mean, unless they're very comfortable with this angle, I don't, and I don't, I, I hope they are. It just seems like there's just breaking shades of truth. Like I just feel like there could be problems down the road, and I hope that's not the case. With, with uh, the company and them, or Maria and with Mike? Maria and Mike. Oh, I hope not. That would that would, that would that, suck. That would suck. Yeah. I mean, whenever you have relationship angles like that, they tend to not turn out well um, in the long term. Yeah, we'll see. I don't know. Thoughts and prayers to Mike and Maria. Uh, this was the match I feel like the crowd really got over watching Raw. Um, it was a fatal four-way elimination match for the number one contendership to Becky Lynch, uh, Naomi, Natalia, Carmella, and Nikki Bliss. <laughs> Fuck, man, I can't talk today. Naomi, Natalia, Carmella, and Alexa Bliss. Um, the crowd was chanting boring for a lot of this match. They were chanting CM Punk. Uh, they were chanting for Goldberg during this match. Um, it was really a lot of rest holds, and I, I, I wasn't a fan of this match. Yeah, and um, Alexa Bliss, she did go on Twitter and she did call out the fans, saying that um, the fans wanted a um, woman's revolution, and yet when they go out there and wrestle, the fans shit on the match. Um, she, she does kind of have a point. I get yeah. where she's coming from. Um, at the same time, though, like the, I don't think the crowd was shitting on them per se um more so as just like it was just it was just not very good i mean just the way wwe handled it was not very good at all and quite honestly like um natalia did win she she she's gonna end up challenging becky for the title at SummerSlam. i can understand them doing it in canada it makes sense but like do the fans really want to see natalia versus becky uh no well after the promo after the match, um, they might. Um, it it got pretty uh, it got pretty pretty intense. Um, it's just weird that Natalia has n- always been seen. I don't I don't think I didn't really buy her promo really. I I, I didn't either. And and this goes to what I say. Like when it comes to a certain group of wrestlers, like you just can't buy them. And then all of a sudden they're in a title picture, and you expect them to be legit contenders. Uh, Natalia is another example. Well, I mean, look at who's in this match. And this is going to be to go against Becky. Uh, I don't think any of these four women um, are seen as title contenders. 
I mean, Naomi is... When's the last time we've seen Naomi do anything? It, it's been a while. Um, Natalia hasn't really done much. Carmella's been with R-Truth. Alexa, she just had a title um, opportunity against Bailey, And I think that's why the crowd wasn't into this match at all, because they see everybody and the company has us perceive them as people that aren't main eventers. You know what I mean? Maybe definitely main eventers, uh, but not main eventers to go against Becky. Um, like the Raw Women's Division is very lacking. Absolutely. she Becky doesn't have that one uh, person. She doesn't have right her now. Joker. She doesn't have a Ronda, and I think Ron, I think Ronda and I think Ronda and her at SummerSlam would have been a, a, a better idea than Natalia. Honestly, it, it, I mean, after after Ronda, like Becky's programs with those who aren't Ronda have not been very good. I mean, Charlotte. I mean, obviously, we just got done with uh, Lacey, Lacey Evans, yeah. and hopefully, that's it. We don't see any more of uh, Becky and Lacey going at it. And Natalia, it just seems like it's just it's not doing anything. The Miz TV segment with Dolph Ziggler. Um, I don't know who's the face and who's the heel in this because Dolph Ziggler is making a lot of great points against the Miz. Um, yeah, he's called out. He called out the Miz for um, essentially being a sellout. Yeah, pretty much being a sellout. He said he's become everything that he hated. Um, and he's just become like a, a yes man, basically. Um, he said something about you and your wife, and then that's when Miz lost it and beat the shit out of him. So I guess we're getting the Miz versus Dolph Ziggler program uh, coming up soon. Uh, there's we're talking about Raw, but I feel like there's like stuff. There's meat on these bones on Raw. Um, the twenty four seven championship I thought had a very entertaining uh, defense on the show. Um, they keep talking about um they keep talking about fuck what's his name they keep talking about drake, drake maverick. maverick uh they keep talking about drake maverick um not being able to consummate the marriage and for the kids at home that means he hasn't been able to bang his wife yet um he was just wearing the 24/7 title for this segment um and R-Truth snuck into his <laughs> stuck in the hotel room the referee was dressed as a bellhop and dropped off some champagne, I guess. Uh, this was fun to watch. It looked, uh, it looked, it looked good on TV. What did you think about this, Dick? I thought it was a fun. I thought it was a great segment. Um, Drake, Drake is hitting it out of the park with with these twenty four seven segments. I I thought, and um, as I said last week, him him and his wife, and his wife uh, being a trooper and actually being a part of these segments. Oh yeah, has really made this uh, made the twenty four seven title better than it really should be. They yeah. should sign her. Is she not signed? I think she does work for WWE in some capacity. Um, I don't know what she does, though, but uh, having her with Drake together would be... I mean, they, they could do something with it. Uh, it was funny because Drake was just wearing the 24-7 title, and uh, Corey made a small package joke, and Michael Cole lost his mind on commentary. Yeah, he did. <laughs> so that was great. But then you could tell he was wearing tidy whities Yeah, yeah. I mean, and we luckily we didn't see any gooch uh, from Hornswoggle. Um, and then... The the battle royal, um, I wouldn't have gone with Seth Rollins for this, uh, but no one else is really. They haven't built up anybody for it's this. It's just by default, unfortunately. Yeah. Um. So, there we go. There's that. There's well. Now we know our. Now we know. Um. The two uh, big matches coming up for SummerSlam: Natalia, Becky Lynch, and uh, Seth Rollins versus Brock Lesnar. Yeah. Um. So hopefully we get more of that. Did anything happen big on SmackDown, Dick? Um, other than the botched Stone Cold Stunner, which we got to talk about, um, Shane McMahon was holding the town hall meeting. People were talking shit, and some people were defending him. After the segment, Kevin Owens comes out and uh, gives Shane McMahon a stunner, 
Uh, Shane went down too early, and it looked like garbage. Um, how do you feel about this, Dick? I it was a botch. Um, I didn't. I mean, it it is what it is. Um, they are definitely building up towards Shane and, and KO. I think that's going to be the big match for some. That's going to be the big match for SummerSlam. Is 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 that too? Um, so we'll see how that how that plays out. Um, but essentially, it just seems like it's just a, a copy and paste version of Stone Cold versus the McMahons from 20 years ago. Um, the only difference being that instead of uh, Steve Austin, you got Kevin Owens. And I don't think Kevin Owens should be in that Stone Cold role. He should really should be Kevin Owens. He should be. Um, he really should be himself and not trying to imitate Steve Austin. I don't get that vibe from him. I feel like he's paying tribute um, by doing the stunner. I, I don't. I don't have a real problem with it. I just think that um, he can. He can do the stunner here and there, and I. I just feel like I. I don't like. I don't. I don't. I mean. I just think it comes off too much as him trying to be too much like Stone Cold as opposed to him doing a tribute. Um, it's almost becoming the point where like he's becoming Stone Cold and he really shouldn't be Stone Cold. He should just be his own wrestler. He should have his own. He should really have his own finishing move. Um, I mean, I, I get the pop-up powerbomb is not a very easy move to use. I just wish he still has his package power driver. I, don't, I mean, can't, do, can't, can't, use that. can't use the package power driver, yeah. but... Um, but I mean, you have other wrestlers using other finishers. I know Stone, the stunner is you know iconic. Willie Mack uses it. Um, you have the Young Bucks using Sweet Chin Music on everybody. Um, yeah, but the super kick, but the super kick is uh, played out. It, it's, it's a DDT at this. It, point. It's a DDT at this point. Um, I just feel like with the stunner, it it should rarely be used. I, I think. I think. I think Kevin Owens because he has the bull tattoo. He should be using a rock bottom. I think. That would why, be why not? Yeah, why not the rock? I mean, you would think the rock bottom would be of all moves he would use. He would he would use that. But I feel like the stunner you can do on anybody. That's one thing that Stone Cold said. He's like, I can stun the Undertaker, or I can stun you know Shawn Michaels or the Big Show. I can stun the Big Show. Um, it it'd be weird to see Kevin Owens try to give the rock bottom or the pop up power bomb to like Braun Strowman or something. No, and, and he can't do that. I mean, he, 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 that's why I think the stunner works for Kevin Owens. He's not a big guy, and it's a move that he can hit on anybody from anywhere, like an RKO. Well, yeah. I mean, um, again, that's just again, just my opinion. I just thought like later on toward toward the show how he was giving the stunners out. It just did not look as good. I mean, when you watch, I mean, when you were watching, when you watch the show, if you watch the show again, you'll see just how he just was giving out the stunners. It just didn't look as good. I don't know if it's the fact that. The others were were taking it. They weren't as good, or if it's just something that happened. I just it just didn't come off. I think it just came off as like okay, like now it's becoming too much like Stone Cold Light, and I I just feel like Kevin Owens should have a different finisher besides the, the stunner. Well, I think uh, we predict on the show. He's I want him to be like a CM Punk Stone Cold uh, voice of the voiceless guy who's an ass kicker, um, like a Stone Cold. Um, I think that'd be a good melding of two different. Uh, people for sure in one person um but yeah i mean i i see your point i definitely hear you um but i don't know as long as if in my brain i take out the fact that i've seen the stunner done to all the mcmahons many times if i forget about that and i just kind of pay attention to what's happening now i i'm yeah. having fun with it um anything else happened on smackdown really dick i'm looking at the the, the highlights well alster really. uh black and um uh, cesaro did have a rematch um it was it was quick it was not as good as what they had at extreme rules 
it was probably like maybe like a two or three minute match. Um, Black won again with Black Mass. Good for him. He good, should be good for him. Uh, Charlotte easily uh, squashed uh, Liv Morgan. Uh, Ember and Bailey. Um, Bailey was going to be uh, Ember's tag team partner against uh, Mandy and Sonya, with which the baby faces did win. And um, Ember challenged uh, Bailey to a match at SummerSlam. So we got another title match coming up. Ember versus Bailey. Yep. Why? Because she just came out to help her, right? Yeah, she did. But um, oh, okay. So she got interviewed after the match, right? And she asked for Ember Moon. Okay, I think that that makes it's fair. I mean, and I and I think, um, I think that that two, um, those two would probably put on a better, better branch than Becky and Natalia. I mean, nothing against uh, Natalia, but um, I just think Ember has more to offer at this point than uh, Natalia. Yeah, and I did so this. Feud ends here between Ember Moon and uh, Mandy and Sonia. We'll see. We'll see what happens. I I don't think so because you still got a couple weeks left before SummerSlam. Yeah, I mean we could get a triple threat match out of that. It, or something it could like be, that. And, it, and it may not just be a one on one match. You're right. So there could be other factors involved. Um. So the Kabuki Warriors. I hate that name so much. That's not a good name. Finally got their women's tag team match against the Iconics, and it. Uh, from what I'm seeing, it looks like uh. Kabuki Warriors win via countout, so they're not the women's tag match tag team champions. No, they're not. And and and, and it was just it was they they Iconics didn't even get in the ring, and then when they got to A, they were teasing into the ring, and they said nope, and uh, it became a countout. I guess it's a way to get heat, but it really makes your tag titles look stupid uh, by not having a, it cheapens them even more. Have they defended them once since WrestleMania against non jobbers? I can't recall. Um. That, that that sucks. I mean, they're going to get the payoff at SummerSlam, and I'm sure the Kabuki Warriors, stupid name, will uh, probably win them then. But uh, but can they? let's say if they do win the belt at SummerSlam, can they salvage the uh, the, the ring? They might. Uh, they, it's going to take a lot of rehab. There's no women's tag teams, though. That's the thing. There's no division. There's people that they can piece together little by little, but there's no real tag team division. No, there isn't. Um, other than that, anything else up on, on SmackDown noteworthy? I know Dan O'Brien was going to have this big announcement after he lost the tag titles on Sunday night, um, but he came out and just walked out. Yeah, essentially he was going to tease um, the announcement, and he did. I, he got interrupted by New Day, and New Day said, well, we know what the announcement's going to be. You want to you you rematch for the tag titles? And as soon as he got into the announcement, he teased it, then decided to walk out, then decided to come back, and then walked out again, which led to um, which led to uh, I'm trying to remember who came out was it was it was it Elias and or it was Samoa Joe came out, and um, once Samoa Joe came out, then Randy Orton came out, and then led to a six man match between Orton, Elias, and Joe, in which they defeat the New Day, and it, it looks like it's going to set up um. Randy Orton versus Kofi Kingston at SummerSlam. I I didn't they do this already? No, no, they no, didn't. not not Randy Orton versus Kofi Kingston. Not for the WWE. T- not not with Kofi. Not Kofi wrestling Orton. I don't believe they did. Yeah, well, they teased this. Remember when um when Kofi was yelled stupid at Randy Orton during that one match during the Gauntlet match, right? Yes. Um. So this would be a great way to get back to that rivalry that they had in two thousand nine. Um, was that 2009? I feel like it was 2009. It was 2009, yeah. Um, so, I mean, I'm, I'm okay with this. Um, it'd be another person for, I think, Kofi 
to get the win over. I don't see Randy Orton needing the title right now. Um, and, you know, that's another person that, that Kofi can have a great show with. Yeah, and um, this would be the first... This would be the first opponent that Kofi has faced that has been a former WWE champion. Like a credible threat, for like sure. Like a credible threat, yeah. And um, to, I, me, to me, Randy Orton is like uh, one of the bosses in uh, Mike Tyson's Punch-Out. You know, you get right, like, yes, yes. You get the smaller guys, and then you get like Bald Bull, who's a fucking gigantic guy compared to Lil Mac. Uh, I definitely get that vibe from this. Yeah, because I, I couldn't, I, I, I didn't, like, I, I like KO, but I couldn't take KO as a serious contender. I couldn't take Samoa Joe as a serious contender, and I sure as hell couldn't take Dolph Ziggler as a serious contender. Yeah, Randy Orton is definitely that guy. Uh, he's very dangerous with that RKO. Um, other than that, I don't really see a lot more that happened on SmackDown that we really need to talk about. Um, SmackDown was okay. I mean, compared to Raw, it, it was the better of the two shows, but again, that's not saying much. Yeah, I feel like John Taffer might have to come back and do some Raw Rescue on this because... Uh, Definitely going backwards on what they started building up a couple weeks yeah, ago. Yeah, I'm, I'm sure he's got a lot of notes and where he wants to go off and any suggestions that he will have. But um, I guess we'll find out and see what's going to happen after the uh, the um, Raw reunion show. Yeah, absolutely. And I think with that, we can end the show here. We've gone on for quite a while. But thank you guys so much for listening to the show this week. Like I said, I'll be at Comic-Con. I'm going to be coming back. I'm going to have a lot of stories next week. Um, I guarantee that. Um, thank you again for subscribing, downloading, telling your friends, telling your neighbors, telling your friends' neighbors. We're available on Spotify, Google Play, iTunes, Stitcher. Wherever you can find your podcast, you can find the Put Maver podcast. Spread the word. Let us know what your favorite uh, match was of the weekend. Uh, reach out to us. Actually, I think we should take some questions next week. So if you guys have any questions you want to throw our way, go ahead and hit us up on the Instagram or the Twitter machine at Put Maver Podcast on Instagram and at PMO Podcast on Twitter. Uh, we will be back next week. We are the Put Me Over Podcast, and we are the new, 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 new World Order Professional Podcasting, and we will see you next week.